Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Welcome to Full Coverage. I am your host, the unprofessional as ever, beauty lover, Lindsay Kalk, and I am so excited about today's episode. You may remember a couple of months ago, if you're a member of the Facebook group, I know you are, you are, right? Right? Don't make me a liar. Uh, You may remember a couple of months ago, I asked if anyone had any skincare questions about products, about ingredients, about skincare in general, to pose to Dr. Frauke Neusser, who is the principal scientist at Olay. And you did, and you sent them in, and I posed those questions. And today I'm going to share the chat that I had uh, with Dr. Frauke, and I've got to say, Um, This is one of my favourite episodes of full coverage ever. Dr. Neuser answered all of our questions. She is extremely wise, extremely smart and just really enthusiastic. Just you can tell she loves what she does. I think that really comes through in the chat. And honestly, I could have talked to her all day, preferably about skincare, but also realistically about pretty much anything because I just found her to be such a soothing, reassuring presence in my life. Um, So I really hope that you will all enjoy this chat and feel the same way. If you have any more questions after listening to it, hit the Facebook group and leave them there. And, you know, we'll see if we can do a part two. I basically want to ask her everything about anything ever. So we could always see if we can get her back. But uh, yes, the episode is not sponsored, to clarify, uh, we are not sponsored by Olay. It's just Olay gave us access to Dr. Neuser and we very much wanted to ask her many, many questions about skincare ingredients. So thanks, Olay. Hashtag not spawn. Uh, and thank you, Dr. Neuser. I'm not going to dig too much into new news today because I really want to give the uh, chat center stage. Uh, but I did want to say thank you so much to everyone who came out to see me on tour. She went on tour. <laughs> she went on tour. She surely did. Uh, and because I said I would do this, and I, I had to clarify because I didn't do it, uh, I just want you all to know that I did not take the Natasha Denona glam palette at the last minute. I just took uh, my Tom Ford nude dip. And I did take another palette of assorted individual shades that I collated from all my other palettes which I was really proud of and then basically didn't use it but I did use something else pretty much every single day which I will be telling you about at the end of the episode but yeah I was really proud of myself I stuck to a really small edit of skincare and makeup and I think my face looked all the better for it um apart from at the end of the tour when I was so tired and jet lagged and just exhausted and slightly broken that my face started rejecting makeup but hey we've all been there one thing I will want to talk to you about in future. I'm not going to go into too much depth today because it's still still too soon uh, since I had the treatment. But after talking about it for a million years and listening to other people recommend it, you'll remember um, Busy recommended it when we interviewed her. Brianna recommended it when I interviewed her on our past episodes. I recently, a week ago, went and had PRP microneedling Um, done to my face, done to my face, (laughs) sounds so aggressive, Um, top line, because we're going to talk about it more in the next episode, Uh, I went to see a nurse who drew my blood, spun it around in a centrifuge to get all the good stuff out, the PRP, and then microneedled it back into my face. Uh, That was a week ago, I would say the results are really shining through now, but I really want to give it another week or so before I talk to you about it in depth, so we're going to do that in next episode, but top line results on this, Oh my God, it's amazing. Uh, Yeah, can't wait to talk to you about it in more depth next episode. But without any further ado, actually a little bit more ado because there's an ad coming up. But without any further ado, please welcome Dr. Frauke Neusser, Principal Scientist from Early Skincare, onto the show answering all your questions. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. 
Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Hello, Frauke. This is so exciting to have you here to answer some of our questions. We had a bunch. Uh, a lot of people are very curious about a lot of ingredients and a lot of terminology, which I always think is so fascinating because we have so much thrown at us. And I think there is an assumption that we just know. Uh, and we don't. And we'd like to. So if it's okay with you, I'm going to jump in with the first question which is, what are the benefits of antioxidants in skincare and how are they best delivered to skin? All right, well, first of all, though, thanks for having me. And I love talking about skincare ingredients, could talk about them all day. So there we go. Yay. Um, antioxidants. So antioxidants are actually important, not just in skincare. They're important for us uh, in total, for our body, for our overall health. Um, and what they do is they protect us from a particular form of damage that can occur, which is called oxidation. Um, and that's caused by, by uh, free radicals, which sounds a bit sort of weird, but free radicals are really small molecules, small aggressive molecules that are formed um, in many situations, for example, uh, under UV lights or in sunlight, pollution, cigarette smoke, stress. So these uh, free radicals can be formed outside your body or inside your body. And if there's just, you know, a certain amount, there's uh, nothing wrong with them. But if it gets too much, then they can cause damage. Um, and that's when antioxidants come in. They sort of mop up those free radicals. Think about free radicals like sort of wild sort of bees buzzing around um, and uh, bumping into stuff and then, you know, damaging the stuff they bump into. And in come the antioxidants and, and mop them up um, and, and protect us. And in this particular case, our skin against damage that could otherwise harm us, harm our skin and, and cause sort of visible damage to our skin as well. So when we say visible damage, what sort of are we doing like wrinkling or um, hyperpigmentation or everything? Yes, all of, the above? all of the above. Exactly. So those free radicals, they're not very uh, sort of... Um, um, choiceful or choosy or demanding. They just, whatever they bump into and what they tend to bump into when it comes to skin is either proteins like your, your collagen or your elastin or, um, you know, uh, even your, the, the DNA, the genes in your skin cells or, you know, lipids that you have in your skin barrier, anything they can find. And so when, when, when they cause uh, this damage, for example, to your proteins, as, as you rightly said, that can lead to visible damage, uh, visible signs like fine, fine lines and wrinkles, but also um, sort of loss of elasticity, sagging skin, sagging skin uh, can be, you know, and obviously not immediately. It's not let, oh, one day I'm out, uh, free radicals hit me, then hit me the next day I'm all wrinkled. No, it's actually, <laughs> it's actually a slow buildup, yeah. which can be sort of even more sort of dangerous because you don't notice it every day. So you might not be aware of the micro damage that's happening, but then it builds up over time. And, and yes, hyperpigmentation and discoloration is also something that free radical damage is, uh, is responsible for. 
Okay, so if we are trying to avoid uh, the free radicals, how best to deliver the antioxidants to the skin? Also, so the good news is it doesn't really matter so much about the, you know, the, the product form. You could have um, moisturizers, serums with, with antioxidants. You could have skin oils or essences. Um, the, the form doesn't really matter so much. It's um, what can be important is what type of antioxidant you're using. And maybe in the ideal world, you want some antioxidants in your product that are um, water soluble like vitamin C, and then others that are oil soluble, like vitamin E. Um, and, and the reason is that this way you can sort of, or the product can mop up um, the free, free radicals, no matter where, where they are, uh, where they are hitting your skin. So that can be something to, to really look for that it's not just one antioxidant in your product, but ideally a, a blend of multiple. That makes sense. That's help, very helpful. Um, connected to that, actually, which is great. Some of our listeners um, mentioned that they find vitamin C can be stinging to their skin if they have sensitive skin. Um, are there any other ingredients that could be good for brightening? Or is there anything in particular that you think would help avoid the vitamin C stinging? Is it too high of a concentration of vitamin C? Is it just a bad product? Do you have any advice on that? Yeah, so actually, if, if we look at what vitamin C is, if we look at the scientific name, as it were, uh, it's it's ascorbic acid. So there's already a hint in the name. It's 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 an acid. And as we know, acids, you know, can be really good for you, but they can also be um, um, slightly irritating if there's, you know, too much of the acid. And that might be um, the problem that some of your listeners have experienced that they have uh, used products that use the acidic form of vitamin C. So in the ingredients list that would show up as ascorbic acid. Um, and then maybe there's also too much of it in the product. And if you have a bit of sensitive skin, that, that could result in its stinging. But if you really want sort of the benefits of vitamin C, um, you could look for other forms of vitamin C, um, not the acid, uh, but there are other forms. Um, and, and, you know, it's sort of, yeah, it's sort of, it's, it's a bit of a detective work in the ingredients list. Uh, what, what, what does it list? It could be something like um, uh, that is called ascorbate, ethyl ascorbate, for example, is a form of vitamin C, but it's not the acid and it's also more stable. So that might give you um, a better experience, but there's a whole range of okay. different types of 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 uh, vitamin c so, so it might be worth just looking at a couple of different products and comparing the vitamin c ingredient and the one that you had maybe not so great experiences with avoid that one and try a different one don't just give up on on vitamin c yet because it <laughs> is uh, a, a very nice ingredient i think that's something we've been hearing more and more often um which is is a worry because I think people have gotten so into their skincare over the last especially over the last 18 months but I would say the last five to ten years it's, it's been such a, a boom um but people feel like they're becoming more sensitive but perhaps it is we're all just doing a little bit too much to our skin uh, and I think we're prone to looking for the highest concentration of uh, ingredient when maybe that's not necessary is there a is there a scientific take on that is that is that what's happening? Is we just trying to use too high of an active in there? That that is, uh, I think that is one very reasonable explanation. I think, um, I mean, I think skin sensitivity has. Um, it, it's actually difficult to find data that says it has actually increased in the population. I think there is uh, also something about just. I think uh, a good thing is that we are much more aware and informed and that people talk about skin and sort of think about their skin and 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 you know so 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 one aspect is just you know that that we that we're paying a lot more attention to ourselves and our skin but then as you rightly said we also we live in different times than we did 50 or 100 years ago both both in terms of what we use all this all the things that we put on our skin but also how our environment has changed right with um, pollution we spend a lot more time outdoors. Um, there are things like central heating, air conditions, all these things probably have um, an impact as well. It's just a lot that our skin has to go through. You think about it as, I mean, it's your, you know, it's, it's, it's the, it's the, the, your, the, the, the organ that interacts with the environment the most. A lot of, it, you know, a lot of things are thrown at your skin quite literally. So we also, it's important to think about, you know, you have to be gentle and careful with your skin. 
something that is difficult to be gentle and careful with uh we've had a few questions about acne scarring <laughs> because obviously i think a lot of people get the scarring and then they think they've got to go hardcore on it to basically sandpaper it off their face and we'd rather they didn't uh, so do you have any recommendations on which ingredients are best for acne scarring um, and also hyperpigmentation was mentioned in the same question i guess we have someone suffering with both which is very upsetting for that person Absolutely. Um, yes. And it is one of those things. Um, it's actually interesting, even taking a step back that, you know, there's something we've done a lot of interesting sort of psychological um, research into in, into what what we actually want in terms of our skin and, and what other people see in us. And there is this we're hardwired to look for evenness in our you know in other people's skin and by evenness there there's actually two things one is texture so a really smooth surface without ideally without wrinkles without pores and the other one is really even skin tone um and 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 that means no hyperpigmentation no red blotches and so it's not sort of being vain or you know or be it's 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 hardwired into our brains that that's what we want to look like because that makes us look healthy and attractive and youthful um so anyway just just a quick uh, detour there but um no it's fascinating it's fascinating um so in terms of acne scars and, and hyperpigmentation so um hyperpigmentation um can actually um show up um for you know for dif different reasons but uh it can often show up once you've had acne and then we call it um hyper um uh, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation so something happened to your skin it had you know trauma injury wounds or you know acne basically right it is a little bit like um wounding uh, wounds in the skin and then as the skin heals mm -hmm. um um, it, it is left with these with with these brown marks, um, hyperpigmentation, and that is particularly um, 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 actually particularly occurs in 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 in, in people with um, darker skin tones. Although it can appear in everyone, it particularly appears in, in people with with darker skin tones. Um, and so um, there, there's a couple of things um, you can. Um, you can do you can look at you can look obviously at cosmetic skincare products that you can buy um vitamin c is is an ingredient we already mentioned that can be really good niacinamide which is a vitamin b3 um can be a really good ingredient here um but i also would say if it's you know if it's if it's very severe if you've had it for a long time if you if you're not getting anywhere with cosmetic products um, then, you know, seeing a dermatologist can be a really good idea because, I mean, as you said, we then tend to, we want to solve it ourselves. We use all these, you know, exfoliators and, and, and you could just make it worse because again, you're injuring, you're irritating your skin. So you could actually make that hyperpigmentation worse, uh, which is obviously what you want, um, what you want to avoid. But, um, you know, if, if, if you're looking for products that specifically maybe, uh, you know, they're in the names that would often maybe say dark spot corrector those kinds of things. And you'll find that niacinamide, vitamin C are probably two of the most um, um, typical ingredients um, that you'll find there. Which leads us very nicely because um, everyone wants to know about niacinamide. Before we move on, like we just, everyone wants to know what is it? Where does it come from? It feels like to a lot of people, I think it feels like it's come from nowhere. It's the next big thing they're hearing about all over the place. Please tell us about niacinamide. Gosh, we love niacinamide, actually. <laughs> niacinamide. We've been we've been researching and using it for over twenty five years, and it's maybe it's been a bit of a sort of a, you know a, a silent hero, but unassuming, you know, not wanting to be in the spotlight. But at the same time, <laughs> really, really, it's I I would say it is the most multitasking skin vitamin in terms of what it oh, what wow. it can do for for your skin. Um, and so it's it's been, as I said, it's been known and it's been around for 20, 25 years. Um, but those were the days when people weren't actually that interested in, in ingredients. Um, and so we, it was also often, it was called vitamin B3, but sort of um, that name because people were more familiar with vitamins. That's something they wanted to use. Niacinamide almost, you know, sounds a bit, you know, too sciencey. But it's no, it's, it's a wonderful ingredient, and the and, and the great thing about it is that it uh, it's really important both for the health of your skin, and also does great things for your skin's appearance. 
And when I say health, it, it's been shown in many, many clinical studies that it, um, it really strengthens your skin's barrier. You remember I said it's, you know, it's your first line of defense to the outside world. So it's designed, your skin is designed to keep bad stuff out and good stuff in. Um, but, you know, as, as you maybe as you get stressed, as skin gets irritated, um, that barrier becomes weaker. And niacinamide is probably the number one ingredient to strengthen that barrier and, and, and really help your skin to, um, to, um, to do its main job, which is to, 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 to protect yourself. Um, so that's why we love niacinamide. And it's an ingredient that's pretty much for everyone, every age, every skin type, every skin tone. Um, no sort of watch out side effects. I feel really terrible now for not appreciating my skin for just doing its job. I'm like, oh, wow, that is what it's for. I'm so mean to it all the time. And it's just there doing its job, trying its best. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> right. <laughs> to appreciate our skin. The next question, this one I was really delighted to get because this is a word that I hold in my heart so close to Olay. Uh, because I grew up in England, obviously, and in the 90s and 2000s, my, the main thing I remember, and now she's a very dear friend of mine, and she will not thank me for bringing this up. But aside from the fact my grandmother used Olay her whole life, and I always have just such fond memories of the brand as a whole, the next thing I think about is pentapeptides. It is Olay and peptides, and my dear, dear Nadine Baggett, an amazing pentapeptides commercial, which she will be sat at home now saying, stop it, don't you dare mention it, and don't you dare play the, play the clip, which I'm absolutely going to edit the clip into this. <laughs> I'm Nadine Baggett, celebrity beauty editor. In my job, I learn lots of celebrity beauty secrets. Right now, I think the hottest anti-aging ingredients around are pentapeptides. But peptides, peptides seem to be coming back. Peptides are having a moment. Is it because the 90s are back? Are we bringing peptides back? Are they retro now? Talk to us about who peptides. Knows, who knows? Maybe that, that makes me feel slightly old. But <laughs> um, but yes, peptides, again, maybe another one of these unassuming ones that, you know, they, they never asked for the spotlight, but now here they are. Um, and, and, and I think peptides, there's a really um, interesting story behind peptides in terms of how they were discovered for skincare, and you're probably uh, uh, familiar with that, but it, it, was, it was research in the 1990s, um, medical research that looked into, you know, how can you help um, people that have burned skin or, you know, wounded skin, how can you help them heal better? And as part of that, the research looked into, well, what does skin naturally do? If it's just a small cut, a small graze, a small burn, what does skin do to heal itself? And that's how researchers came across peptides. So when you, if you think about you injure your skin, you know, which is made of protein like, like collagen, that collagen gets broken down into smaller and smaller bits. And these smaller bits are peptides. And once it gets to a certain size, these little peptides work like alarm clocks, like they, they, they signal the skin around the wound. Guys, there's something wrong here. We need more healthy cells. We need to make new collagen. We need to close this wound. We need to help the skin. So peptides are kind of the natural messengers inside your skin to make all of this happen. And the beautiful thing is researchers then discovered you don't actually have to wound yourself to kick the kick off this process. <laughs> you can put peptides, some, you know, certain peptides into your skincare products they get into skin and they do the same thing. They set the alarm and your skin starts to regenerate and renew itself. That is excellent. That's very good to know. We love a peptide. Uh, related, I think, here, um, we had a few questions about collagen specifically as well. Because uh, obviously collagen is a word we've heard thrown around related to skin for so long. Um, whether it was collagen injections and now it's collagen powders, collagen drinks, collagen tablets. And then you see collagen on a lot of skincare labels. Um, and I know obviously Olay has a collagen line. Um, and I was lucky enough to uh, read all the education and the amazing research that you guys put out about that, which thanks. <laughs> Thank you for education, we appreciate it. Um, and had the explanation of how collagen actually works. And I, it just struck me that it was something I didn't know. I just think collagen, good for skin, but I had no idea how to 
make it good for skin. And I think that's something people are curious about. So if you could tell us a little bit about that, that would be amazing. Yes, I'd love to. Um, so collagen, collagen is the main natural protein in your skin. Um, it's also sort of in your bones and, and muscles. It's, it's, it's the most abundant protein in the human body, full stop. But it's also the, uh, the, the most important protein in your skin. Actually, 75% of the dry weight of your skin, which is a kind of a little weird way of thinking about it, but if there wasn't any water in your skin, 75% of it is, would be collagen. So it's really important and it's in the deeper layers of the skin and, and what it really is, it, we call it a structural protein and, and it, it sort of creates this 3D network of collagen fibers and they give your skin, basically they give your skin the structure and the shape and the strength and the firmness. So it's, it's really, really, really we like that. important. Um, now, the great thing is your skin actually makes that collagen all by itself. The skin cells produce collagen however and there always there's always an however but there are two buts um, one is that um your your skin makes collagen it's all happy but then we noticed actually we did some really interesting studies that as early as your as your 20s as you turn 20 your skin starts to slow down actually it starts to slow down in a lot of other things but also this natural collagen production starts to slow down that in itself might not be such a problem, but at the same time, the collagen that's already there is getting damaged. Think back to the free radicals we talked about, UV exposure, stress, pollution, all sorts of things damage the existing collagen. So now your skin loses some collagen. It's not making the fresh uh, collagen as quickly as it used to. And that really can lead to skin losing some of that, that strength and that firmness that the collagen um, gives it, which means sagging skin, which means fine lines and wrinkles. And that's why collagen is so important. Now, sort of the second part then where it gets really interesting is how, well, what can you do about that? Well, why don't I, why don't I just eat collagen? Lots of collagen, it's gonna go into my skin, everything will be good. Well, that's not how it works really. If you eat collagen or if you eat any protein, a steak, an egg, chickpeas, the protein gets broken down in your digestive tract into smaller and smaller bits into amino acids and then they get absorbed and now your body makes new proteins with them but it's really going to prioritize whatever is most important to your body at that time and that might be your brain that might be you've been to the gym it needs to do you know new proteins for your muscles skin is probably fairly low down in that priority order so eating lots of collagen doesn't mean any of that is going to end up in skin. And that's why collagen, you know, why doing something about your collagen with skincare can be so beneficial because it goes directly where you want it onto and into your skin. But what you don't really want is collagen itself in your skincare because collagen is a very, very large molecule. And in skincare, size matters. If something is too big, it's not going to penetrate into skin. Again, remember, skin is designed to keep stuff out. And collagen is just not small enough to sort of squeeze in. Um, and that's why it's going to sit on your skin surface. It's, it, it will provide some hydration, uh, but that's probably not why you're using it. So if you want something that's beneficial for your collagen, what you need to use is peptides, specifically collagen peptides. They are small they can penetrate into your skin and they then stimulate natural collagen production, which is really the much more elegant way of, you know, getting your own skin to produce more of the good stuff. Yay, that's a trick. <laughs> we can trick the skin we want more collagen. It's so fascinating, isn't it? Because we just, we know we need collagen. So you see the word collagen and you think this is the answer to my problems <laughs> and it's it's not because science um so thank you <laughs> thank you for clearing that up again yay peptides thank you nadine baggett that service she did for us all those years ago still still serving us um now we had a couple of um ingredient specific questions which uh, are newer ingredients or at least newer to us i know um and one i really didn't know that much about i've only seen a couple of videos on it but it, it appears to be coming up as a new thing um is succinic acid uh, to the point where I was like, how do I even say succinic acid? I've only seen it written down. Uh, so that's something that we actually had a bunch of questions about that. I think there have been a couple of um, new products dropped 
with that as a key ingredient, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of very clear published research on what it does. Exactly. That's always my first go-to. You know, what what does the published research uh, say? Um, so succinic or succinic acid. I'm not 100% sure myself what the best pronunciation here is. It's it's a natural occurring acid. It's it's uh, um, you can find it in many fruits, um, um, as as you know, for example, in apples. At the very end, when the apple is ripe, it's, it's, it tends to be a different acid, but there are some um, smaller amounts of succinic acid as well, and uh, also bacteria and microbes produce it. Um, and that's, I think, where how it's made its way into skincare because um, a research team figured out that, you know, the bacteria that naturally live on your skin, some of which are good, some of which we don't like so much, for example, the ones that can um, contribute to acne. So some of these microbes, some of those bacteria produce acinic acid to sort of... Um, um, sort of fight the other bacteria. So, you know, those bacteria, they struggle with each other. They want to be the dominant one on your skin. And some of them produce acinic acid to get rid of the other uh, bacteria. Um, and, and one of the ones that they try to get rid of is the, the acne bacteria. So, um, so, so that's really fascinating research. However, the, the, the step from there to say, oh, now we're going to put succinic acid in your skincare, I think that is a fairly sort of, you know, large step. And I haven't seen the research in between that says that really makes sense and that's going to do something. I mean, it's not FDA approved for acne. So I think it's really interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing more research about it. Right now, I'm not going mm -hmm. to throw everything else away and go after this one ingredient. It's interesting, isn't it? It's almost like the collagen argument again, where it's like, oh, well, this does this, so we should do this. Um, but A plus B doesn't always equal C. Um, so we just don't know yet. But interesting. I mean, great to see new stuff coming out and see how it it works. But I guess, yeah, we don't know yet, you guys. That's the answer. <laughs> like on in theory, a good thing. In practice, we shall see. Um, and then the next one. Um, so obviously, we had a lot of questions about retinol, and I feel like we could just do a whole hour chatting about retinol, and we would still be here all day. And I would have a thousand questions, and I've been using it for fifteen years, and I would still have many more questions for you. Um, but one very specific question we received from a bunch of different people was um, Bacuccio, and the again the pronunciation from many people, um, but also the benefits and why it's referred to as a retinol alternative. Here in the States, you sometimes see people refer to a product, they call it a retinol and it's not a retinol because it hasn't got it in it. It's got this natural alternative in it, um, which I think is very sneaky because it's not the same thing. Um, so people were asking about that. Yes, uh, another interesting one, um, as there are, I mean, there are, you know, thousands of bioactives that are made in plants and, you know, and where, you know, there there's so much more research we need to do to understand what what they all can maybe bring to skincare or cannot bring to skincare and bakucho is one of them um again it's um it's kind of i find it a little sort of confusing that they're calling it a retinol replacement or you know plant retinol because when you look mm -hmm. at it sort of as a chemist you know the molecule doesn't look anything like retinol it actually has more similarities to resveratrol which is a powerful antioxidant we talked about those. Mm -hmm. So it, Bakuchiol is definitely an antioxidant. Yeah, that was so hot. I feel like resveratrol was really hot about right eight, the red eight wine. Years ago. And I just, yeah. it was like, yeah, everyone was like, drink this, put this on your face, and then it went away. And I, I was sad because yeah, red wine. So exactly. I was like, does this mean I can drink red wine and have great skin? <laughs> yes, please. Turns out that wasn't true. So, um, so Bakuchiol. But otherwise, Bakuchol is a little bit in the in the similar space as succinic acid. There's, I think, there are two publications about it, and one is from the company that sells the ingredient, and the other from the company that sells the product. So I'm, I'm not sure that I'm not saying that makes the um, um, research invalid. It just means, you know, on, on retinol we mm -hmm. have I don't know, 70 years, thousands of clinical studies. On Bakuchol we have two studies that are published. Yeah. So it's it's maybe a little sort of wow. you know not it's it's just not at the same level i'm not saying it's not an a, a good ingredient and that it, it can't do something good for your skin but it's just not on the level um uh, of a retinol um and so i'm again i'm looking forward to more research in the meantime i look at it uh, it's it's another good antioxidant for sure seems to have also some, some anti-inflammatory um 
um, properties, but I haven't seen a well-run uh, controlled clinical study against, for example, a retinol where someone said, oh, wow, yes, it's actually doing the same as the retinol. Yeah, I, I, this is where I've, I mean, anyone listening to our podcast, and I'm not going to ask you your opinion on this because it's such a unfair question, but anyone listening to this knows how I feel about the idea of clean skincare and green skincare and... Um, it's a marketing term that doesn't mean anything, says Lindsay. Uh, and uh, this was how this ingredient was presented to me, that it was a clean version of retinol. But I was like, I'm someone who was prescribed retinol for adult acne in my late 20s, and it changed my life. So um, I was very curious about it. And I can only speak anecdotally, and I did not get on with the Bacuccio product at all. It was very irritating to my skin, uh, and I didn't see any... I used it for a period of time, and I just did not see any sort of result comparable to the retinols that I've been using. But I was using prescription products, and and I know it's a very different ball game. And I just think it's—I find everything so fascinating. Marketing versus science is just—I uh, know that's the world we live in. <laughs> I know that's a that's a game we'll be playing for the rest of our lives now. But I just find it really fascinating. Um, with retinol. Uh, we did have a bunch of questions on retinol, why it's good for skin, what it does for skin, and uh, a couple of people actually specifically about the Olay retinol product um, because people, I think, are really curious about over-the-counter retinol. They're really curious about how good the product is that they can just buy off the shelf. Um, so if you could just give a very top-line why retinol is great and who it's great for, that would be good to know. Yeah, so, so retinol is actually the, um, the uh, another name for retinol is vitamin A. And here we are again with our vitamins C, B3, A. So, uh, so, uh, so we can find retinol and other forms of vitamin A naturally in our body. It's actually, it being a vitamin means it's vital for your health, for, for different parts of your body, but also for your skin. And we can't make it ourselves. Okay. A vitamin means it's really important, but you can't make it um, yourself. So you have to consume it from elsewhere. Okay. Um, and, 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 and there has been a, a lot of um, research in, into retinol, so it's fairly well understood what, what it does. It can actually um, sort of, it penetrates and, into the deeper layers of your skin and, and it literally um, changes, the, um, changes the behavior and the metabolism of your skin cells in, in, in ways that I, 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 I like when someone exp uh, talked to me about, you know, it's, it's, almost, it's a great uh, sort of, it creates balance. It sort of makes your skin cells be their very best, uh, you know, sort of the different thousands of processes that your skin cells are, are, are doing. Oftentimes they get off balance and it's making, you know, too much of this um, uh, compound and not, not enough collagen, maybe in too much of something else. And then in comes retinol and, and manages to, to, to really balance it out and have, have a really positive effect no matter what the, 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 the cause of the off balance is. Um, and so I like that. I love it. Retinols are skin's life coach. Yes, it's yes. Like it, retinols yes, is going to fix our skin, like, <laughs> fix the work-life balance of our skin. Thank yeah. you, retinol. And if, if if you've been using the uh, prescription product, then of course you know there are different types of retinols or retinoids, I should say. And the one that um, we usually find in prescription products is called retinoic acid, and that is the most potent of the retinoids, which is why it's only prescription. Um, but there are other forms of retinoids, including retinol, which I think is maybe the one that, that most people know, but also other forms, um, retinol propionate, retinol palmitate, um, and those are not quite as potent, which is why uh, they're okay to, to, um, to, to sell in over-the-counter skincare products. Now that they're not quite as potent, though, doesn't mean they're not, um, um, they're not uh, effective. Mm -hmm. Uh, because retinoic acid um, comes with some downsides. You almost you pay for the efficacy with side effects like irritation and redness, dryness, flaking skin. Um, and so retinol and, and, and some of its um, uh, other retinoids, they you think, think about them, you know, they, they can do great things, but it will take longer, right? So with retinoic acid, you see results relatively soon. And uh, retinoids can potentially get uh, give you uh, very similar results, but you need to use them for longer. Um, but then the, the good thing is if, if formulated well, you can actually use them every day. You can use them even um, if, if maybe you're, I'm not going to say super sensitive skin, but if, 
if you have had problems with retinoic acid in the past, you might get uh, along really well with an over-the-counter retinol product. Um, and, and that's, I think, really important because you want something that you can use every day and that doesn't cause you to, you know, have blotches and irritated skin. And, 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 and that's, I think, where uh, products like the Olay uh, Retinol 24 really have their strength um, in, in terms of, you know, that's that's really upside of these products. You can use them every day. They're, they're more like an all-in-one product. They also moisturize. They, uh, you know, they, 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 they give your skin everything they need. Plus, they contain the retinol, mm -hmm. and uh, and we know if you use them over time, you can see really fantastic results. I've had so many people, and we've had so many people contact us saying we started. I started using retinol, and my skin just hated it, so I stopped. And it's like, yeah, you, if if your skin hates it that much, you probably should. If it's causing you pain or it's irritating you that badly, there's a milder version for you. And it, again, it goes back to what we said at the top of the conversation. It's not always about using the highest concentration to get the results. Sometimes it's a slow and steady wins the race rather than what can I put on my face right now that fixes it like absolutely <laughs> immediate results very rarely work I, in my experience yeah um so one question we got a couple of times which I thought was really interesting again we just we've got no patience hi <laughs> we're humans we have no patience what's the next big thing that was the, that was a big question we got asked by a bunch of people what will be the next big ingredient what what have you seen coming through in research that looks exciting and as though it's going to make a difference for us well, I, I personally, I have to say, I am most excited. I mean, I, I, I was super excited when people kept asking me about peptides and are they making a comeback? And when all of a sudden niacinamide showed up in the top five, you know, search terms and skincare, I'm like, yay, because those are <laughs> the ingredients that we know so much about that, you know, a, a lot of people have researched them, not just one or two brands, right? Independent dermatologists. So, so I, I love... Uh, a well-researched ingredient, retinol, vitamin C, niacinamide, peptides, okay? So that's why I'm always careful with, ooh, what's the next big thing? I actually still think that's, you know, that the whole um, topic of collagen that we talked a little bit today, I don't think we're at the end of that, uh, but I think, you know, sort of, you know, sort of um, getting, getting people to sort of maybe understand a bit more about that moving away from collagen itself as an ingredient and really looking at collagen peptides. Um, I do think there is still a lot of room for, for innovation there um, and, and to get more people to um, in, in, into that because I think one of the other advantages, I'm not even sure we talked about that earlier, peptides, a bit like niacinamide, is everybody can use it, every age, every skin type, every skin tone without any known downsides. I have not seen any clinical oh, study wow. yet that has said, oh yeah, with a peptide, we saw a bit of irritation, a bit of this and that. No, they are just wonderful ingredients. And that's what, what I love. I don't, I don't think we want to use products that make our skin irritated and angry. No, really not. It's, it's been a rough couple of years. How about we just put something nice on our face? Uh, like, just call me crazy uh, for wanting to not stand in my, I've used products that were very hyped and very buzzy and I won't name them. I've named them in the past. It's not appropriate to do it now. Um, but peels and exfoliants and masks that literally burned my face. And I went by the guidelines on the packaging and there was one in particular, again, I have talked about it on the podcast in the past and I, I, it got on my neck um, and I just didn't fully manage to wipe it off. And I was pretty thorough, but a little bit stayed on and it burned me. I had a burn uh and it's Ouch. got i had a mark there for a couple of years yeah it was i could not and my skin naturally turns red it's not sensitive but it's just when you touch it it turns red um and i just could not believe how badly that damaged me from being on for maybe 30 minutes because i was like oh there's a little bit left there and when i wiped it off it was so painful so none of that please peptides <laughs> peptides all day uh, just give me all the peptides right. none of the burning acids if something says it really burns but it'll look great afterwards no don't listen to that friend that's that person's not your friend like don't listen to that person um one last question uh, because and this is something i was really fascinated um to learn too is um how long it takes for a product to reach market i thought that was a really fascinating question especially with a company as big as Olay and doing all the research that you do we know obviously your science backed and, and that's your job is to like find the science that makes the product work so where do we go from when 
working backwards from when we finally see something on the shelf how long did it take to get it there it's it actually can really really differ i'm not trying to be evasive um it it, it can be as quick as i want to say it can be as quick as two years if we're really building on something that we have a lot of experience with and it's not you know completely new ingredient completely new technology just you know uh, sort of a, maybe a new twist um or something like that it could nuts be two that years. two years is fast in this, two, in oh, this yes. society we live in now <laughs> nuts that two years is the is the, the speedy option that's amazing yeah, and then there are things like retinol 24 which took us 10 years right and and, and, and it wasn't and it wasn't because our scientists were lazy and not doing their work <laughs> because there were so many things that they had to consider and a lot of you know studies and research that was run and sometimes it, it just takes longer you know you know you can get there but also you know science obviously um advances all the time um and and new yeah. materials become available so i'd say you know anywhere between two and ten years is most realistic wow and it's crazy because you look at all these brands that come out and it's like this brand came from nowhere and there it's, it's like no these things have been in development for so long and if even if the brand itself is new the science behind it has to have been there for so long we are so impatient we are, we are such an impatient bunch especially skincare enthusiasts now that i think we just want everything to be perfect immediately because that's what we're seeing so bombarded on social media with p perfect images that we're never as perfect as they think they are in the first place. We just want results. So it's exciting to know that the work is actually going on behind the scenes. Yes, for sure. So um, wrapping up, because otherwise I will just sit and talk to you all day. I'm like literally looking around my room at products going like, but what about this? What does this do? What does that do? What acid should I use? What's a BHA? No, we'll do that another time. Um, <laughs> but what's uh, next at Olay? What's coming out from you guys that's exciting? So we actually, um, at the moment, as I said, we, we have actually really um, focused on, on sort of the, the, the star ingredients um, and then, you know, and, and, and also not, not always, you know, um, kind of trying to do something completely new and different every year. I, I find that can be really distracting. So there's been a lot of building on what works well, trying to make it even more appealing or even better so for example right we had the retinol 24 then we did retinol 24 max for people who are a bit more impatient <laughs> i'm not saying it does get overnight <laughs> but you know it's 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 a bit more than the retinol 24 then we had collagen um, peptide um, um, 24 and there will be um, a max version of that as well and then of course our latest um innovation that I am super excited about is is the vitamin C uh, plus peptide 24. So you can also you can see a bit of a, a pattern there really focusing on the hard hitting, well researched ingredients and bringing those to life in a way that you know, with products that everybody can use every day, that are also affordable. Um, and, and, and really making it easy for people to find those. I'm going to be, you know, sort of, sort of disclosure. In the past, we might have been a bit too creative about what we name our products, and then you would look at the product name and say, "I have no idea what this product is supposed to do." And um, now we're calling them <laughs> Retinol Twenty Four, Collagen Peptide Twenty Four, yeah. Vitamin C Plus Peptide Twenty Four. And guess what? People sort of now understand what our products are and, and, and uh, you know, what 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 they intend to do. So I feel that there's going to more. There's going to be more in that direction. Um, really, sort of finding those star ingredients and making them work and products for everyone. That again, the marketing fascinates me always. But isn't that so interesting? I was thinking about that when I was looking at the range yesterday, actually, because I do. And again, this is not sponsored. I've said that at the beginning, but um, I do use Retinol Twenty Four at night, and I use the collagen peptide. 24 in a day because my skin likes the lighter texture in a day and it likes the heavier texture at night and I have a lovely time with it um but it's it was fascinating to me that I look at the moisturizers and the products I used to use going way back to and the names I used to use a moisturizer called Dear John I don't know what was in that moisturizer but it had a cool ad campaign about like how great my skin was and I, I'm sure it was full it was probably just chock full of like hyaluronic acid and 
it was like the early 2000s or maybe not I don't know but it was very moisturizing and very light and it felt silky and it felt great but I had no idea what was in it but it was a cool jar and it had a great name <laughs> and I just think it's fascinating to me how we are coming away that the products used to sell themselves on what they did and how they would make you feel rather than what was mm -hmm. inside them and I love that we are coming back to actually just saying hey this is full of this and it does this. Um, like, yes, please. Life is complicated. Don't make me work that much harder to find out what's in my skincare. Totally agree. So thank you for that. Um, and thank you so much for sharing this time with us. That was so helpful. I feel like we're now going to have a thousand more questions from people. So like, that was incredibly helpful. And now I have another 25 questions about specific ingredients. So I apologize for anyone who is up in your mentions after this. Um, but thank you. Thank you so much. It was really, really fantastic. Well, thank you chat. so much for having me. I, as I said, I really enjoy this. I could do this for several more hours. So it didn't really feel like hard work <laughs> excellent let's book in appointment number two let's let's do this again sometime it was great thank you so much she's the best she's literally the best i massively 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 thank you dr noiser for coming on the show and answering all of our questions and also if you're listening to this or should you feel inclined to have someone give you the gist uh could you please start your own podcast because i could just listen to you talk all day not only is dr noiser incredibly reassuring and absolutely no nonsense which i think is what skincare is missing and what we need um also i just loved her voice like <laughs> i got really crazy asmr when i was um editing and i kind of just want to listen to her talk all day so if you could do that for me that'd be amazing um not that it's all about me but like please um moving on moving on to something very exciting uh because this is something i have been asked about more than anything in recent memory as regards to products are you ready? Are you going to sing it with me? One, two, three. Highlight of the week. Yeah. Uh, I am so excited about this highlight. So these arrived in PR. These were sent to us to test literally as my taxi arrived to the airport to head to England for the book tour. And I opened the bag and I was like, oh, it's outside. It's outside. But what is this? What if it's something I ordered and I've forgotten about it and I need it? And I opened it and the packaging was such that I was able to just slide it directly into the suitcase. Like I unzipped it and just slid it right in. Cause I was like, well, I'll take them cause they're here and never looked back, have used them every single day, almost since getting them. They are incredible. They are the about face fractal glitter eye paints. Uh, we talked a little bit about about face in the past. It is the cosmetics line from Halsey. Uh, I know some of you are big Halsey fans, so yay for that. Uh, I had really low expectations of this and that sounds awful because there was no real reason why it was just like okay uh, another celebrity cosmetics line whatever um, even though I like Halsey it was just like I had just had very low expectations anything with a name on it and granted it does not have a name on it which I think is really smart um, but I was like okay we'll just see I'll just slip them in my bag because the way these are packaged it's so cool they're like little foil um, flat packed envelopes a little square foil flat squares that's a terrible explanation but it's like a flat foil square and then the product is in the middle of the square and then it has a little applicator um in the top uh, which is very cool and uh super easy to carry around and just like really nice for keeping in your makeup bag it doesn't take up a lot of space uh, and it's really easy to get every last drop of product out i'm a huge fan of the packaging moving on from the packaging the product is described as a shimmering mousse eyeshadow. Uh, it is $21 uh, from aboutface.com. And to move into the key features of the product, you know I'm terrible at describing things, so I'm going to tell you how they describe it. Um, so this is a shimmer-loaded, smooth mousse eyeshadow that doesn't crease, crack, transfer, or fall out. Key features are intense color payoff with pearlescent finish, long wearing, waterproof, smudge proof, super fine glitter, never chunky, gritty or sandy, multi-dimensional formula shifts color in the light, infused with smoothing marula oil, full size product, endurable packaging, perfect for travel and seamlessly shipping and slipping into any pocket or bag, formulated with natural mica pearls, doe for applicator, vegan, cruelty free, formulated without gluten, phthalates, parabens or synthetic fragrances. So there's no bad there, like everything there 
is what we want to hear. And I'm going to run through it to say whether or not they tick these boxes for me, because you know how I feel. If it doesn't say what it says it does, we fall out. So intense color payoff with pearlescent finish, tick. Long wearing, waterproof, smudge proof. These are bold statements to say an liquid eyeshadow or cream eyeshadow, mousse eyeshadow is waterproof. It's a very bold claim. I can't say I wore it in the pool, but I can say I wore it for long periods of time and uh, under stressful, <laughs> in stressful situations um, on stage and on book tour and with a lot of travel. So long wearing, absolutely smudge proof, 100%. Waterproof, I'm going to say maybe, probably is because I had to remove it with eye makeup remover. It's amazing. Super fine glitter, never chunky, gritty or sandy. I would say that is accurate. Multi-dimensional formula shifts color in the light. Totally. It's gorgeous. I'm in love with it. Infused with soothing marula oil, if you say so. Full-size product and durable packaging. We've talked about how impressed I am with the packaging and it absolutely slips seamlessly into a pocket or bag because as I said, I literally unzip my suitcase and slid them inside. That's, it's genius. Um, formulated with natural mica pearl. That's great. Doe foot applicator, really easy to use. The way I use these was to smidge, a smidge? what? Smudge slash smear some of the product directly onto the eyelid and then I blended it out with a fluffy brush and it just gave me a beautiful finish every single time. Absolutely love it. Vegan, cruelty-free and formulated without gluten, phthalates, parabens and synthetic fragrances. Who doesn't love that? Um, my favorite shade, I think, it's so hard to say because I think they're all beautiful, uh, probably Digital Demise, which is, uh, it's a they call it a shimmering golden cinnamon. It's a very reddish brown and it's absolutely gorgeous against blue eyes. And so often on the book tour, that's all I had on my eye. I would maybe um, work in a little bit of um, one of the other shades. Uh, one of the other shades I really like was Smolder, which is sort of a shimmering mauve, but it it's sort of almost skin toned on me. So I could do that as just, it would just make a really pretty shimmer. Um, with a like an iridescent finish um, because like it's like like they say it changes color in the light which is gorgeous uh, so sometimes I would work that in as a highlight sometimes I would use new dip with the two of them to use a bit of dimension and different textures but honestly it's absolutely stunning I haven't really played with the blues and the silvers in the line yet but I'm really excited to do that because they look stunning the two blue shades um, above Santorini and all about the Benjamins. They're sort of bluish. Santorini is a blue and all about the Benjamins is a bluish green, sort of a peacock color. Absolutely gorgeous. But I've got to say, they've knocked it out of the park. I, If you like Stila Shimmer and Glow, Shimmer and Shine, Glitter and Glow, Shimmer and Shine, you know what I'm talking about. The um, Stila Liquid eyeshadows. If you like those, you will love these. I think I'm going to put my neck on the line. I'm going to my, stick my neck out and say... I think these are better. Uh, I prefer these to the Stila shades and I love the packaging. I love that you can get every last little drop of it out. I think it's really, really smart, really, really clever. There are lip paints in this line as well. I got sent a couple of those and I have to say I haven't been as into those only because the ones I had were a very frosted finish and that wasn't the vibe I was going for. Uh, but I'm really intrigued to find out more about the line and dig more into the line. So if... The goal was for, for this collection, the Fractal collection, to turn us on to About Face as a whole. Job done. Uh, I cannot stress enough that you need these on your Christmas list. You need these in your stocking. You need them for your Christmas parties. They are stunning. They last. They are impactful. And they are gorgeous. So check them out from aboutface.com. The Fractal Glitter Eye Paints. Totally in love. Totally in deep smit. I am smitten with these eye paints. And like I say, so many people have asked me about them. So many people. Anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you to Dr. Frauke. Thank you to you for listening. Uh, thank you to everyone who came out and see me on tour. Thank you to everyone who's already bought a copy of my new book on a night like this. On a night like this. I don't know if I'm allowed to sing that, but I've done it now. I've done it now. Um, so thank you to all of you for listening. Thank you to everyone on our Facebook group. Thank you to everyone who's taking part in the Advent Challenge. It's been so awesome to see everyone's faces on the group every day. I'm uh, recording this 
on the 7th and I'm very excited to see our Taylor Swift inspired looks on the 9th. I think you know who you are, who I'm talking to right now. And yeah, I just loving makeup at the moment, loving beauty, loving skincare, loving the community, loving you guys. And just really want to say thank you so much. So join us in the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash full coverage podcast top pin post join that beauty group join that beauty group don't look for us on instagram because our account got hacked and i'm trying to get it back uh, so just come to facebook or come and meet me on instagram i'm on instagram at lindsay kelk all the time you can talk to harry at harry makes it up uh, she is winging her way to the uk as i speak to see all of her family for the first time in two years which will be lovely i'm very happy for her uh, so if you see her give her a wave and yeah thank you so much guys we'll be back next time with more beauty see you soon bye hey everyone it's jen and jess from the beauty podcast fat mascara here to talk about sol de janeiro so many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face one of our favorite ways to do that is with sol de janeiro's beige flor elastic cream a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks plus it's scented with sol de janeiro's charosta 68 fragrance sol de janeiro is offering you 10 percent off your first order on sol de janeiro.com and free shipping with the code acas 10 that's s-o L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off.